Hello people, it's Callum from the Hustland with Houses podcast. Hope you are all well and having a cracking start to 2024. Today we have Sam White on from Move to Grow Properties and she explains her story, where she started and where she is now and everything in between. If you are enjoying these episodes, please, please, please leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you are listening. It will be greatly appreciated. Thank you. So, Sam, welcome to the Hustle of Houses podcast. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm brilliant, thank you. I'm brilliant. Thank you for coming on, firstly. No problem. Thanks for having me. No problem. So, Sam, for those who don't know you, how did you start in property and where did your sort of journey, yeah, where did your journey sort of start? Yeah, so um, I started by, I was, I was very fortunate to get um, some inheritance. Um, so I bought my first house, which was an absolute shithole, uh, <laughs> excuse my French, um, and we absolutely gutted it. Uh, there was like graffiti everywhere punch holes everywhere like literally inch thick of smoking tar everywhere um and yeah just turned it around massively um and then i had a couple of friends come in and rent rooms from me and got that sort of experience uh and then came to sell it and made quite a significant profit um and was like you know what i could do this i I could do this again i could do this more um so so yeah when um went to one of those two-hour workshops which um people probably already know um got sucked into the dream and was like right i'm gonna do this went home to my husband and was like i've signed us up to something uh you're coming with me um and yeah that's we we started doing our property education um but we were really secret squirrel throughout the whole thing uh we didn't tell anyone what we were doing regrettably um and then the rest is history did did those yeah. courses came out and just started investing straight away um and then yeah still going yeah was 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 alan best best pleased when you come back and said you'd signed them up <laughs> How was he? yeah no he was a bit like oh god what have you signed me up to <laughs> um but yeah no i think he he already had a interest in in property as well and and yeah he's got quite an entrepreneurial mind too so yeah right. i think in in the uh, in the big picture, he was happy with me, but initially he was just like, "Oh my god, what have you signed up for?" <laughs> <laughs> that was very similar to me. I did I did some, some course and stuff like that, and kept it very much on the DL. Um, didn't want people to know, and, and like you say, regretfully now. Yeah. Um, so where, where is it you invest then, Sam? Yeah. So our main areas. Uh, we started off in Stoke, um, and. Our, that is our main investment area uh, mm-hmm. and then kind of from there we've kind of scattergunned a little bit um, mm-hmm. so we've got properties uh, in Derby, in the Wirral, uh, Horton Le Spring um, and Stockport as well so yeah we um, we haven't necessarily stuck to the standard ways they teach you we have yeah. definitely scattergunned. Yeah and how did you find that investing in different areas has that been has that been okay for you I know some people have struggled some people you know, some people just go where the deals are and it makes sense. If it makes sense, it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. And that's that's pretty much what we did. Uh, I mean, we spent a long time working out Stoke as our investment area, pounding the streets, you know, building our investment teams and, and things like that. Um, and then COVID hit um, and we, we used a sourcer to find our property that's just under Newcastle. Um, and 
essentially then then we had a baby uh, so we kind of started running out of time to to pound the streets some more so again we use sources um so the ones that are in different areas to to stoke have have been through sources um just to to maximize our time really yeah. um and we've had some we've had some really good experiences we've had some okay experiences um but we we now feel that we've got the team that we that we need around us to to do that and now that little one's getting a little bit older we are looking to get back to pounding the streets which i'm quite excited about brilliant so are you looking to continue to use a source or a mix and match looking at you know going around or what, what what's your sort of plan moving forward because yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, a, bit, a bit of a mix and, mix and match, to be honest. Um, where we sort of scattergunned across across the years, um, this year we were like, right, we're headstrong on getting focused um, and sticking to one, well, two strategies. Um, so HMOs um, will be our main sort of bread and butter this year. Um, and then we're looking into property trading as well. Um, so we will be using a, a bit of a mix and match approach. Yeah, yeah, because I think if you, if you get a good sourcer on board, you, you're well away, aren't you? you? You're absolutely flying. It's just finding that good sourcer. 100%. They're worth their weight in gold, you know, because the time they save you, the yeah. time and money, you know, obviously spending on petrol and travel and stuff like that, they yeah, they are really helpful. Yeah, most definitely, especially if, you, if you're willing to sort of invest wherever the deals are because i funnily enough i heard you say the world that's where that's where i invest the world oh yeah yeah so um you don't you, you get you get deal sources around here but obviously if you're just stuck to one area there's only a, a maximum amount of deals that they can come up with but if you're sort of willing to, to travel and stuff like that um yeah you, you're gonna get more aren't you but i noticed i did notice when i was looking at your social media that you had all sorts of properties, some that were thirty-seven thousand, which I was thinking, where where did these guys invest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hence hence the scattergun. Yeah. Um but yeah, we we've we've done we've done very well from scattergunning. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, this year's definitely the time to sort of hone in on on those strategies that we like, I think. Um, but yeah, our, that was our first property was the thirty seven thousand pound property, um, and yeah, definitely our, our best our best buy, I think. Where was that one then? That was in Stoke. Really? Yeah. 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 Um, and so yeah, it was post auction. Wow. Yeah, that was an absolute belt, and that's where that was worth. I don't know what it's worth now. It's really worth much more, but it was worth one twenty in the end, wasn't it? It was. It well, yeah, it is. Yeah. That's incredible. So I know you touched on there, sort of you're looking to move on more to your, your favourite strategies. Now, what is your favourite strategy, HMOs? And specifically, what, what type of HMOs are you, is your favourite? Yeah, so we, we've kind of gone from one extreme to the other. So we, uh, we're doing our first high-end HMO this year. Okay. Um, and we're just in the process of finishing that. Um, and that's working with interior designers and, and things like that. So that's really exciting um, and looking forward to seeing how that, progresses mm -hmm. so we want to do that sort of hmo but we also love social housing um so we want to do a mix of the the high end and the social housing hmos yeah. um i am a big advocate of, of social housing i think it's brilliant you know yeah. it's we always wanted a moral edge to our business to support people but also you know it is you know via viably it's brilliant because it's yeah. quite hands-off you've got that five-year contract um you just have to deal with the little trickiness of, of lenders sometimes um and that's the main sort of sticking point really mm -hmm. um but other than that 
social housing is brilliant. I love it. Yeah. For people who don't know then, could you just expand a little bit on social housing? Yeah, of course. Um, so we have done various different types of social housing. So we've got a couple with uh, charities. Yeah. Um, we've got one with uh, Serco and one with Mears, so a housing provider. Um, and they all work in very different ways. Um, so the, the couple that we've got with the charity, um, one we've done with them that, again, was very hands-off. We just, we obviously renovated the property, handed them the keys, and that was it. They find the tenants, they pay the bills, they look after all those sort of little bits of maintenance inside. Um, the next one we did, we did it differently just to see how it would work. So we asked them for private rents, rent rates. Um, yeah. But the, the sort of flip side was that of that was that we furnished it and we paid the bills. Um, and we just kind of wanted to see how that worked. Um, and actually, the first one was the better, better one. Um, so we've continued that way of working. So with the likes of Serco, the likes of Mears, yeah. um, we've, we've followed that sort of strategy that we hand over the keys and, and they pretty much take care of everything after that. Um, but yeah, the sort of the sticking point, as I've mentioned, is just lending. Um, there is obviously a smaller pot of lenders that, that mm. will lend for social housing. Um, and they just kind of keep moving the goalposts um, every now and again. Um, and you just have to, I think, just hunker down knowing that you're going to be asked lots of silly questions. Um, yeah. They're going to just throw some curveballs at you. Um, yeah. But if you can get like a five-year fix and obviously a five-year lease with a charity, then it's it's worth its time in the stress of that because then you've got five years of no stress afterwards so so yeah it's it's worth it in the end yeah it's bizarre isn't it it's typical in typical lender fashion like there's not much more strategies that's going to be certain than that and this and and you know they like to they like to play hard to get sort of thing got it um yeah which is which which is bizarre i just i just don't understand to be honest like because it's guaranteed you know, you've got that contract in place. Um, and I think I think it's just they don't like to be seen to, to chuck a charity out, let's just say. Um, but, yeah, I just – I don't understand why they, why they uh, can be yeah. that way sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but we – you know, lenders are lenders, and that's part of the game, isn't it, really? That's it, and that makes sense. I've never thought of it in, in that light, to be fair. Um, so how, how are they getting on now, then? Do you still stand by their, your, your favourite sort of strategies, the, the social housing ones, or the, are they working well for you? Yeah, they are our best performing ones. Uh, and yeah, I, lo I love them. They're brilliant. Um, as I say, we've obviously got our, our new high-end HMO coming onto the market early this year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how, how that works. We've got a private HMO um, in Stoke as well, but not as high-end as this one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be really nice to test, test a different market in that respect. Um, but yeah, and then we've got uh, RSA as well and buy to let and yeah, yeah, lots of different little little pockets see, of things. I see you. You got your hands in all all the pies, haven't you? You got your yeah. SA like that as well. Um, so where's the where's the SA? You got where's that operate? Yeah, so our SA is in Stockport, uh, so just under Manchester. How, how does that perform that one then? Yeah, it's good. We're we're in the process of changing changing agents because um, yeah. again, you never quite know until you use someone. You can get all the recommendations under the sun, but you know they might just not quite fit with yourselves. Um, so we've tried one agent, 
Um, and again, it has still been a performing asset, um, but we're now switching agents um, to someone that I know is going to absolutely kill it and get even better profit margins for us. Yeah. And what is your, what is your sort of typical clientele there? Is it, is it um, like tourist? Is it contractor? Whole mix whole mix yeah it's it's a bit of both to be honest and we get quite long stays as well uh, where people are coming up and working in manchester and need sort of somewhere to stay um so like month-long bookings and things like that which is not quite what we were expecting but yeah a really nice surprise um because yeah those longer bookings obviously are, are more cost effective so okay. yeah they're, they're brilliant brilliant and i know obviously you, you guys now have investors on board and stuff like that um how, how did that come about then because obviously you, you're passionate about what you do you've told everyone what you've done is it does it come about from that or how how do you feel you've got investors on board i think there'll be a lot of people listening who that's their goal get investors on board and it, it obviously speeds up the process and it's a win-win for everyone what would you say are some tips yeah 100 percent. i mean we we've always said it's win-win-win um it's you know win for our private investors because they get um, more money on their hard-earned cash and with without having to lift a finger as such. Uh, it's a win for our tenants, obviously, because then we get to grow our portfolio and you know put more quality housing out there. And it's a win for us because obviously we get to, to build our portfolio much, much quicker. Um, as I said to you at the start, we were super secret squirrel about what we were doing at the start. And for investor angle, that's why I regret being so secret squirrel. Um, because we just didn't tell anyone yeah. and we were just you know how how are you going to get private investors if you don't talk about what you're doing yeah. um so once we had that sort of mindset shift um we obviously then spoke to everybody and anybody about our business and what we were doing um and it is a real change in mindset you know when especially I don't know if it's just us Brits, but we sort of feel a bit sort of shy about money and, and talking about it. Um, and, you know, when you're asking for money, you almost feel like you're going cap in hand to people, you know, begging, please give us some money. Um, but it's actually, it's it's not like that, that at all because it is a win-win situation. Um, you know, they are getting something out of it. And, you know, we, we pride ourselves in obviously beating the banks and, and things like that. So they're getting more on top of their hard-earned money than they would if they just had it set in the bank. Um, and obviously taking all the, the pressure and the hard work away from them. You know, lots of people would love to get inv involved in property, yeah. but it is a hard slog. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just sort of putting yourself out there to be like, we'll take on all that hard work, all that pressure, and you get boost in your money for, for doing nothing essentially um so that's pretty much the way we've we've worked with our investors um i mean pri primarily they are friends and family and um, people that know us quite well um but yeah i mean we've been talking about it on our social media and and yeah trying to boost out to, to other people um and yeah started to talk to some some people through our social media which is really interesting um and yeah, just sort of gradually building from there, really. Yeah, definitely, it is most definitely a mind a mindset shift. I, I'm the same. I've I've always struggled to even even speak about to people about it. And then I, th I think um, with with investors as well. Sort of, you know, a lot of people don't realise how hard it is, and it's it's not a case of just buying a property and you know taking all your money back out. There's a lot of moving parts to it, isn't there? So it, it is a it's a win 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 for everyone involved, definitely. 
100%. And you're right there. I think a lot of people just have this preconceived concept that it's, oh, yeah, you just buy it, you get the keys, oh, yeah, you just, you know, you put your, you put your dungarees on and you do some painting and it's all good. Um, but it is so much hard work. Um, and, yeah, you to be a successful property investor, you can't just have one or two. Yeah. Like, you, to make it viable, you've got to have that portfolio. You've got to build, um, quite literally. Um yeah. So yeah, and I don't think people quite appreciate that. So we're we're trying to sort of show showcase that within our social media that you know it is it is hard work, yeah. um, and you know we're willing to to take that hard work off your hands and uh, and yeah still get give you the rewards of it. Most definitely. So obviously, friends and family have been um, sort of a massive one for you, and obviously, social media. You're quite active on social media, so people are start starting to filter through that now and and inquiring to to invest as well. Yeah, definitely. We've had we've had quite a few conversations um, through that. Um, I mean, obviously, we are always open to, to more people coming and having a chat with us. Um, as I say, it's it's win win win, and the more investors we can get on board, then the quicker we can grow. Um, so so yeah, always open to speak to more people. Yeah, most definitely. And obviously, with that that first deal you did, the one that you bought for thirty seven thousand, yeah. I imagine you took all your money out of that one. <laughs> yeah it was quite a, a hefty build because it was a it was a commercial to resi and yeah. um, so it used to be an old fish and tackle shop um wow. and then we converted it into two duplex flats so it was uh, quite a hefty build um so we didn't quite pull out all all the money um because we spent quite a lot on the build uh but it is it is one of our one of our shining shining lights in in our portfolio that's absolutely crazy that, that what your first deal and you're sort of going straight in for the, the big guns yeah um, we, we uh, definitely went in for the kill <laughs> how was that then to go into that and you had you, had you not had any um sort of prior experience beforehand in property and you just went straight in for that one yeah so obviously we we did the the house the sort of flip as such um a yeah. residential house beforehand yeah. um and we did all the courses and through the courses we were just like why 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 is commercial to residential like sort of way up on that pyramid like you know if you've got if you've kind of got the balls to do it it makes sense yeah. you know there's there's less competition um as long as you've got some strong support around you and um, we definitely pulled in some some help from mentors and guidance and things like that um and our power team we we were just really lucky to find an amazing power team very very quickly um you know, solicitors and brokers have sort of been on the bench, let's say, but we were very lucky to get a brilliant architect and a brilliant builder on board straight away who really helped us through the process. Um, and we learn, as you can imagine, every deal, you learn so, so much from everyone. Um, and that one, in in hindsight, was probably one of our easiest ones, surprisingly. Um and yeah, something that we would definitely look look to do again. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, it was it was brilliant. I loved it. What that, that's amazing, Sam. And what what I love about you both is is especially on your social media. I think anyone should go and follow you. Is how open you are because you've obviously put a post about sort of how much you spent on education and stuff like that, which I think is massive for people to to know. Um, how important was education to you? Because I know it, it, it's massive, isn't it? But how important was it to you? Hundred percent. I think some sometimes. Well, my old mindset was like, oh, you know, you don't really like spending a lot of money on yourself and education, and it's 
you, you do become quite skeptical about it because there's lots of people out there selling you a dream. Um, but I honestly can say without the education, we wouldn't be where we are today. Yeah. Um, it 100% gave us that platform, that base platform of unlocking all of those things in our mind of, oh, this is how, you know, how you structure a buy-to-let, this is how you structure a business, this is how you do a commercial to residential, um, this is how you can be, you know, raise creative finance and, and stuff like that. It really blew our minds. Um, however, it only works if then you go out and take action. Um, we met so many people on our courses that had done, you know, 10, 10 courses and a mentorship and all this, and they were still not, had, hadn't bought a first property yeah. and was sort of just stuck in absolute fear um and we were just like because obviously if you've seen our social media you know how much we spent on our education we were just like we can't just waste that money that is a lot of money to spend on ourselves and we've got to bloody make make use of that so we were just like we are going gung-ho um and and yeah took took massive action quite quickly so yeah and i think that's the key You, you educate yourself you take action you educate yourself you take action 100% 100% and that money that you spend kind of holds you accountable, doesn't it? Like you say, you don't want to be spending that money and then thinking, right, let's just go sit on our arse or whatever you, you need to get 100%. to. Spend. Yeah. Um, but like you said, again, finding, there's obviously the student aspect, the student needs to, whoever's, if you're going to learn, you need to be taking action. But it's also the educator as well. The educator needs to be the right one for you. And it's, and it's tough out there, isn't it? Do you mm. know what I mean? You could go and literally see someone and then, pay them 10 grand, 15, 20 grand, whatever, and they could just be not the right person. But is there any advice that you would give to, to, to try and find the right educator? Yeah, and, and you've hit the nail on the head. It's finding the person that you align with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, since since we've done our property education, that platform is no longer existing. Um, so, you know, we then went out to search for, you know, we'd already done the education, but we still wanted something. We still wanted to be part of a network. Yeah. Um, I won't badmouth anybody, uh, but there was a few companies out there that is just sell, 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 sell. And we really turn off from that. Um, so we are now part of a, the, the prosperity network um, yeah. and really enjoy that network. It's a real just no bullshit environment they say how it is uh they give you the up-to-date knowledge and advice and things like that uh there's obviously coaches and mentors within that and they cover a range of different topics of 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 conversation and strategies and there's just so much to their platform that we absolutely love um so yeah we're we're on there every single monday for their for their webinars and uh they they do it quarterly quarterly networking events which we're actually going to on saturday so uh yeah we absolutely love that network brilliant i was actually looking at joining that one myself i've heard nothing but good things about about prosperity to be fair yeah definitely yeah. join up it's great i will do and i heard they do a good ball as well at the end of the year i believe oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i'm definitely looking at joining that one most definitely but so if you don't mind going into this then, Sam, what are some of the biggest sort of mistakes you made? I know one of them sort of not investing yourself earlier, but it can't, it can't sometimes it can't be helped. You, you don't know what you don't know sometimes, but what are some of the biggest mistakes that you've made in property? Yeah, I mean, as I say, like you learn, you learn so much from every single deal that you make. Um, however, I think a couple of things are our biggest mistakes. One, not talking 
early enough and sort of sort of getting that set up. Um, two, we were always taught to pay ourselves first. And I don't know if that's just something about my moral fiber, but I was like, no, I've got to reinvest, 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 reinvest. Like I've got these big goals in mind and like I've got to, I've got to achieve them as soon as I can. Um, so we just, we still are bad at paying ourselves and everyone you know you talk to about that about property investing is like oh you've got this many properties oh you must be rich and you're just like actually <laughs> quite the opposite because <laughs> we have literally piled everything into this business um so yeah i think the biggest mistake is probably not reaping the rewards enough yeah. um and because you can get so bogged down and burnt out by it because yeah. uh, it's just this constant constant slog with very little reward along the way um, yeah. so that's something we're trying to get better at. And I don't know if that sounds really selfish as like a, an analogy, but, um, but yeah, I think you've got to look after yourself. Most definitely. Well after it. Yeah, most definitely. You have. I have seen that and that's why I asked that question. I know rewarding yourself. It's, it's hard because you're constantly thinking about, and it seems to be, I don't know about you, but it seems to be every project gets more expensive as they go on. Yes. So, <laughs> so yeah, but I I knew that was the I thought that would be your answer. But are you at a point now where you are sort of rewarding yourself after a project and stuff like that? Even if it's a little reward, it's it helps, doesn't it? Yeah, we're starting to get better at it. Starting to, um, even if it's just like, you know, because we we have got a little one, so you know our days are quite. You know, we go to work, we come back, we sort her out, and then it's like firing up the laptop every single night trying to do that sort of thing we said to our friends and family a couple of years ago you will not see us this year we are hell-bent in this business unless it's a birthday or a wedding or something very important we're not there um and i think we've started to reward ourselves by going and seeing friends and family and having a bit of downtime as well as still working working hard in the week and giving yeah. ourselves a little bit of time at the weekend to actually just enjoy, um, as well as obviously our money aspect too. So actually starting to pay ourselves a little bit of a wage out of the business. Um, but still, it comes to the sort of money aspect. I'm like, no, it's got to be reinvested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it, isn't it? But it's a beautiful thing that you and Alan are both obviously aligned and obviously you can come back and there's not that bitterness that someone's going on the laptop doing work and you both you both aligned with the same thing it's 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 nice isn't it it's it's it's, it's got to be done hasn't it yeah definitely and it it does help to have a partner in crime um and someone that you can just bounce bounce ideas off um and for those that sort of don't have that or don't have a partner that that is in it with you like getting that support and that network around you and a mentor and things like that i mean we have got mentors too um but having those people around you really helps because it just, you've got to have that support. It's a very lonely world if you don't have a network around you. Um, yes. So that's a, a big learning for us is, is get talking to people that do, do what you do. Um, and yeah, just get that support. Most definitely. Most definitely. And what I did want to touch on was, I know um, obviously we said you got your first property for 37,000 but it did take you 34 offers, didn't it, to get there? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, and again, it goes back to that point of people would love to get involved in property and they're just sort of scrolling through Rightmove and things like that. But, yeah, it 
takes a lot of offers because we're always trying to buy below market value. Um, so, yeah, and we have been laughed out of many estate agents, uh, been told to F off many times. Um, but, yeah, but you just got to keep on going. And I've, I've had to learn along the way to build a really thick skin to that yeah. um, and almost build a bit of an alter ego so when i do go on those phone calls i'm already ready and primed for that laugh down the phone or that f off um but you know we're we're consistent with it you know we keep going we keep offering and estate agents sort of i don't know if they love or hate to receive our calls to be honest (laughs) (laughs) but you just gotta keep on going and, and do what you need to do yeah well that's it and i'm in the next sort of you know in the next what, few months or, or years, I think that we're going to, even now, it's not as busy as it, as it was. They're probably loving your calls. You know, they want the viewings, the, they want they, they want sort of engagement and people to offer, um, even if it is very low. But obviously, you've done 30, 34 offers. If you've done 34 offers, you've probably done double the amount of viewings. So just to get that first deal, you don't offer on every single one. Maybe you are, but some that you go to and you think... That needs that needs Jesus. It doesn't need me because it's that bad sort of thing. <laughs> Those are the ones I love, though. Oh, <laughs> the ones that are absolute grot holes. I love yeah. it. I love That's seeing it. the potential in the properties. 100%. So that would lead me on to the next question, then, Sam. What what has been your your favourite project? Oh, um, probably the ones that we've got the most involved in. I love getting involved i love diy i love smashing a house apart um, that's what i really really love to do um albeit obviously that's probably the most time consuming bit um so we did a flip uh, just north of stoke um and for that we got really heavily involved um and yeah smashed that place apart um and it just you know just cures those little just a little anger management maybe <laughs> within the dark side of sam uh just getting my sledgehammer out my crowbar and just smashing and then yeah. that's when the builder could come in and like right make it pretty again please <laughs> <laughs> i love that bit myself i love that bit myself but it's just when you get, I was speaking to someone earlier and I was saying, well, once you get halfway through, you're just like, okay, we need the next one now. Let's get this out of the way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's all. It's like going back to that that topic of, of sources, really. It's, I love doing, you know, pounding the streets, looking at the properties and, and doing the rip outs, but for speed. You know, as you say, it, it took us 37 offers to find our first one. Um, yeah. It takes a lot of time, um, whereas sources are obviously cutting down that time massively so if we can do a bit of both um and get you know more angels on board then that just catapults us even quicker most definitely and one thing i would ask obviously when you aren't using sources i imagine that a lot of the sources are doing off-market deals are you solely are you strictly agents or you obviously i imagine you're trying to get off-market deals but how, how have your ones come about have they always been estate agents have they ever been off-market if it wasn't a sourcer yeah real mix um again uh it's always best to sort of spread spread over the field um, because everyone goes to right move. Um, so you're, you're instantly in competition. So it's good to try and find those creative avenues. Um, so we've done like a lot of leafleting, letters through the doors, um, using a land registry to find the right owner, post letters out. Um, probably the, the best one that I've had was uh, Facebook Marketplace, um, finding properties through that. Um, we found one of our HMOs through through Facebook Marketplace, wow. um, and have now got you know a landlord that wants to offload 
a property every year, every tax year. Um, so we've got a, a great in with him now. Uh, offering us you know a, pro- a property or two each year so that's great um you do have to kind of filter out there are some agent agents in disguise on facebook marketplace so you kind of have to filter them out um but yeah it's another creative creative way of doing it um and also i'm looking into becoming an epc assessor uh as a as a way of you know trying to boost our, our property business um and also as a way of finding properties yeah, I did see that. I seen that on your thing, and, and congratulations and best of luck with it. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a good way, isn't it? And and like you say, that that one, the guy who's giving you one or two a year, that's brilliant. Obviously, some might not be for you, but you could always pass them in the right direction to a sorcerer and maybe split the fee. So it's 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 brilliant. Yeah, um, and I think that's I think that's a good point to end on, Sam. But I, honestly, thank you for coming on. It's been absolutely great chatting to you. You're. Um, your journey's been sort of incredible. So congratulations to you and Alan and sort of best of luck to the, the rest of 2024. No, thank you so much. And thank you for having me on. It's really been brilliant. No problem at all, Sam. Only thing I would say for anyone looking to maybe connect with you, invest or just have a nose at your profile, what, what's what's your best, uh, what's the best to catch you on? Yeah, so uh, probably best uh, is our Instagram page. So it's move and then the number two grow properties. Uh, so we're on there. Uh, I try. I'm trying to be rife on on social media. So yeah, trying to put put lots out there. So yeah, best place to get us is a, is our Instagram. Brilliant. Well, I'm sure a few people will be following you from this episode. So again, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it, and best of luck to you and Alan for this year. I oh, know. Thank you very much, and to you.